This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 486. Fitness Claims and Marketing, How Our Emotions Control Us, part one, by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Happy Monday, a very happy Memorial Day to those of us in the States. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs, all for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. I realize I always talk about balance and making sure you don't work too hard and that you incorporate some play. So why am I working on Memorial Day? Well, I'll give you a little secret. I actually recorded this in advance so I too can enjoy the holiday. I'm sure you're eager to hear what JC has to say about all of those fitness claims. So let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Fitness Claims and Marketing, How Our Emotions Control Us, Part 1, by J.C. Dean of jcdfitness.com. As I progress in my studies, both academic and personal reading, I'm becoming more intrigued with the hows and whys regarding our decision-making processes. The more I learn about emotions and the psyche, the better I understand just how powerful the manipulation of one's mind can be. In the fitness industry, as well as others, there's some mad cash to be made. Take a look at any fitness magazine and the contents are flooded with advertisements. Most, but not all fitness websites have some form of advertising in place or a product to generate revenue. Go to any commercial gym and I can guarantee you there are people whose job is solely to generate revenue by initiating and closing sales of personal training packages and gym contracts and memberships. It's hard to say this for certain, but my hunch tells me gone are the days in which a personal trainer does nothing but train clients all day. Given the economy, if they aren't learning to market and sell their services, their business is likely drying up. Since my dear friend, Ryan Zilonka, unofficially tagged me as the fitness consumer's advocate, I wanted to cover a few things I'm fairly passionate about. Those things are the following. People, emotions, and the power of persuasion. Before I get into it all, I guess I'll give you a brief background. Throughout my entire life, I've always been able to build rapport with just about anyone I've met. It doesn't matter if it's over the phone, in person, or in the written word. Even though I am far from being a great writer or speaker, I know how to convey a message. I know how to connect. Along with this ability, I've also become more aware about the power of persuasion, how I've subconsciously used it in the past and how I continually use it today. Up until the present date, I've been fairly consistent with getting others to open up, spill the beans about, insert topic of conversation here, see my point of view, and eventually come over to my side of the fence, or at least consider doing so. So in a sense, you can call me a salesman. But I'm not the type of salesman you're probably imagining. No, you won't find me in the blue suit with a red tie, and you won't see me across the desk in a heated room, cramming features and benefits down your throat anytime soon. You're likely to find me having a random exchange with a girl I just met in line at Starbucks, or with the person sitting next to me on a long flight. By the end of the conversation, we've both sold each other on something. My point is this. The world of marketing and sales is nothing more than an exchange or a conversation on a grand scale. Every time you meet someone new, you're selling yourself and your ideas, whether you like it or not. And in closing to that, it's time we discuss a few ideas related to this whole marketing and sales process, especially within the fitness realm. Tangibles versus intangibles. It's probably up for debate as to what sells best because every scenario can be unique in the fact that 
People differ, as do product, atmospheres, etc. There are always a ton of variables present. But in my opinion, intangibles are what pierce the heart. Sure, it's easy for me to sit across from you, present a new fitness gadget, and drill you about what it does. But that's boring. I could take it even further and tell you what it can do for you once you begin to use it. While we're starting to get somewhere, you're probably not going to buy from me. Now I can take it a step further and get you involved. I'd have you begin using it. I would demonstrate how easy it is to configure and then reveal how it complements your goals perfectly. And here's where the magic happens. Now, if the process has been going as it should, I'd already taken the time to learn more about your needs and wants. During the demonstration, my number one goal at this point is to build a connection and bridge the gap between what I have to offer and your needs. All the while this is going on, my focus is on the intangible things, things we cannot see or touch, but imagine, feel, and become emotional about. I would explain how this gadget is going to help you get down to a size four again, or how it's going to help you shed those 100 pounds as fast as possible. I'd paint pictures of the drastic transformation you're about to experience and how glad you're going to be. This is why the beauty lies within selling intangibles. For most of the fitness crowd who are seeking quick fixes, weight loss pills, or muscle building solutions, selling the intangibles always takes precedence. Feelings and emotions make us do some crazy stuff. Just about everything we do is to feel good or feel better. Think about it. If you're tired in order to feel better, you rest. If you're hungry, the only way to relieve the discomfort is to eat something. If you're afraid of doing something because you know it will hurt or hinder you, your brain does everything in its power to keep you from these feelings and emotions associated with such pain. In this case, our minds are working for, not against us. But what about when our emotions are manipulated to a point that we act on them despite knowing better? What about when they trump all logic, reasoning, and previously acquired knowledge? Many decisions are made in the emotional state as opposed to a logical state. Our emotions can work for or against us. It depends on the situation and our mental clarity. We all differ in temperaments and decision-making abilities, but we all share a common trait. We are human beings who will, at some point, let our emotions get the best of us. Without stereotyping too much, Many believe that men are more cognitive-minded, meaning they turn to more of the I-think type of language, while women are more emotionally-minded, turning towards the I-feel language. However, it's not always this cut and dry. Many men make decisions based on emotions, as many women focus more so on logic. But as I mentioned, we are human. Thusly, we are susceptible to making decisions based purely on emotion alone. In the heat of the moment, you really never can predict how you might act. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Fitness Claims and Marketing How Our Emotions Control Us by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. As JC mentioned, most fitness magazines and fitness websites do rely heavily on advertising for their income. It's not the subscriptions that bring them money, it's advertising. And so this automatically introduces a conflict of interest. I always like to use this example. Let's say a supplement manufacturer is sponsoring a fitness magazine, meaning they're putting ads for their supplement in the pages of the magazine. Well, now this creates a huge conflict of interest for the fitness magazine. Let's say some research comes out that says this supplement is harmful for you. The fitness magazine may not be quick to report this story because they're receiving money from the supplement manufacturer. And so this is why I try and look to the actual data to the research when making decisions about 
fitness, supplements, you name it. And again, I don't just look at one study. I try and look at a number of studies to find out, okay, well, what's really going on here? Because just looking at one study can be really misleading. Now, if you didn't hear already, you can find us on Instagram now with some fun pictures and content you won't find anywhere else. Pictures of us, the hosts of these shows, plus some facts about us you probably haven't heard. Some quotes, there's bonus book giveaways, and lots more. Just follow us on Instagram for all of that. You can find us at Old Podcast. So we hope to see you there. All right, that'll do it from me for now. I hope you have a great start to your week. Have a very happy holiday. Again, for those of you in the States, I'll see you back here tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.